good people. It's Reg. It's Stone. And we are out here as usual, Sancho Pay. Bare toes out, kicking in on the beach, relaxing. You know what I'm saying? Who's dealing with climate change? Not us. We're above <laughs> it all. <laughs> Actually, we're doomed. But, you know, for now, we're on the beach, relaxing. You know what I'm saying? Watching subways flooded in New York City, watching all this calamity. But no, we're in the tropics, you know what I'm saying? Sipping on my ties, getting my ties rubbed by a strong West Indian man. You know, um, apparently out in San Tropez, like the climate activists are going to the yachts and like throwing paint on them. <laughs> I am not mad, actually. <laughs> you know, but like, I, I, I mean, I guess there's not a lot of black billionaires, but I feel like if I was a billionaire, you were going to get cut. True, true. Like, <laughs> I, I I would make an argument that, again, I don't have that kind of... But then again, if you have that kind of wealth, it's just like, I'll buy another one. I, you know, black people, when we get... Even, I feel like even rich black people are like, nah, we can take this shit away tomorrow. <laughs> 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 I, can get, I can get arrested tomorrow. All my wealth be gone. So, like... <laughs> So Get, yeah. Imagine getting pulled over on a yacht by the Coast Guard. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse license me, sir. Registration. <laughs> license and registration. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I would I would probably just be like I like really sad. I've gone to things where like the, the person I was managing, right? I managed the intern and I went to like this corporate setting and like they thought the intern was my boss. Right, like that sneaky racism that will like work in my favor. I'm like, oh no, I'm just a cabin boy. I just, you know, I'm 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 just I'm just uh, the working on the ship. I'm just like I'm just a janitor. Like I don't know, I know nothing, no no English. Obviously, sir, the man Jerome Jackson is a white man over here. I is just to help. Womp womp. Uh, all right. We're happy to be back. Let's get into it. News. Um, I wrote some shit up, but basically, long story short, it's been, we've, it's, as everything old is new again. So years ago, the big thing was having like concert films. You had Led Zeppelin throwing shit in there. You had fucking the Beatles. And, you know, long story short, a couple of things happened in the last couple of weeks. First of all, Talking Heads, uh, Jonathan Dem movie. That was very infamously known as one of the best concert films of all, of all times. Was restored and put out by A24. If you don't know A24, you've seen it. It's giving you nightmares. <laughs> the, <laughs> then Taylor Swift decided apparently to kind of release her concert film to the point of where pre-sales was so huge, it actually started shifting some release dates for movies because they're afraid that she was still some mojo. I think they sold forty million in pre-sale tickets. Yeah. And so basically, it's looking like a hundred million dollar movie, easy. And then uh, last week, I, among many, 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 many of our friends, was out there scrambling to grab Beyonce tickets because her movie's coming out, I believe, after Thanksgiving, right after. So, um, long story short, we've got had we've had this return to concert films, which personally, as an old school concert film junkie, I love. Um, I think it's great to have like these, you know. And I won't say that they've necessarily gone away. I mean, I mean, periodically I would see things when it goes to the movies where it's like, you know, one night only Garth Brooks and, you know, these specialized almost performances filmed to like movie theaters. I think that considering what's been happening with move, with ticket sales, as far as actually seeing these acts live, 
I think considering that these ticket sales for these movies are relatively, and I put that cheap, they're not really giving you an upsell per se. I think uh, when I bought my tickets for Beyonce, it's an Alamo, so I think they charged me like a buck extra or something, so maybe it's 20. I think I'm not necessarily mad at this movement. I think that to a certain extent, anything that's content, and I, and I hate that sells, but I do think kind of like bringing the live aspect of these acts worldwide in a way where they could kinda, you could kind of see them, I, I'm not really mad at that another day. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm not a huge concert fan, film fan, I guess. Like, part of me is, like, I I just, like, end up being, like, bitter. Like, damn, I wish I was there, you know? True, true, true. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, you know, I I think it's, like, a really interesting thing that's happening, right? Like, Like, I feel like, you know, for a long time, you only went to the movies basically to see Marvel films. Right. And it's really interesting now that you have both Taylor and Beyonce and you have, you know, talking heads. And I'm sure there'll be other people who are kind of like, oh, cool. The concert film, you know, let's do it in a movie theater because these two are successful. There's going to be copycats. Right. Um, I just kind of feel like it's a really interesting way to use the medium. And it's kind of crazy now where like you look at Taylor Swift, you look at Beyonce, like, you know, Everybody's always has super fans, but now people are just like, I'm writing checks. I'm going into debt. <laughs> yeah. Like I there's I, I don't know where Beyonce was this this week, but she was like in St. Louis or something, maybe. But like half like three or four people on my Instagram like flew out there from like New York and California. They could I guess they couldn't get tickets out here, so they flew to St. Louis or wherever it was in the Midwest to see the Beyonce show. Which is kind of crazy, right? Like, like, Bruh. and same things happening for Taylor. You know, like these are whole economies that are moving. <laughs> you know, like Taylor, like talking about like the GDP. I was in Beyonce. It's like the GDP is like was Sweden, like went up like like point five percent or something just because of the, the the Beyonce concert. So, yeah, no, it's it's a cool thing to see. Is you know, and I, and I feel like people are just wanting that connection. Um, it's just a part of people wanting like something like you know want to to experience like you know things like in real life. If they can't get to the concert, they can get to the movie theater. There's gonna be other fans there. Um, they're already yeah. saying like they're scared that people are just gonna like jump in the aisles and dance and sing, which they should, right? It's a concert, uh, and people just want that, right? And we've been we w- didn't have that for three years, so you know people just kind of want that experience. So I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. Yeah, no. I, I so when I saw Talking Heads, it was basically like you know before before they played the movie, it was one of those special special showings. So they were actually there, and I remember the the, the basically the the host of the night was like, you know, you guys, you know, feel free, get up, dance, clap. And I remember at, at many points of the night when they would end the song on the screen, there'd be this roar, and half the roar was the screen, the other half was the actual audience there. Oh wow! That's, so it was still cool. very much. a yeah, so it's a communal experience. So I can't really be mad at it. Like I said, it's overall, you know, there's, you know, it's it's very easy for me as a native New Yorker to fall into the cynicism of the whole situation. But I will say, kind of being able to see like a Beyonce, kind of be able to see a Taylor Swift on the big screen with your friends, you know, it's something within the realm of a teenager being able to kind of see these yeah. acts. Yeah. And I think it's much cooler than like, you know, like you said, it's there's no fucking 15 year old going to buy, you know, buy the airplane tickets to go to Amsterdam <laughs> to go catch Beyonce. So I think that, you know, it kind of puts things in perspective where it brings it to a wider audience. I can never really be mad at this at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure.
Yeah. Um, uh, I guess on new news, they arrested Tupac's killer guys. That's right. After um, 30 years, uh, after him giving interviews for the last 10 years, writing a tell-all book, you know, basically now finally the, the, the great police forces of the United States have finally <laughs> arrested. They found a lead. I mean, at the end of the day, the thing is, like, you know, as usual, we said all the jokes about Puffy, jokes about Suge Knight. You know, I don't really want to get into it too much because at the end of the day, it's just sad. It's just like this is something where, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, they're trying to sell this as a positive. I think when I saw the police press release, but it's bullshit. It's something where, you know, this is a crime that should have got solved, you know, decades ago if they cared. You know, his mother's even de- like his mother's dead, right? I feel like she died maybe five, ten years ago. Maybe like, yeah, like recent, I think. Recent, right? Because I yeah. remember there was a whole documentary about her life. Like, it kind of sucks where it's like, it's bittersweet, where it's like, all right, cool. Somebody might pay for their crimes, but even he, he's old as shit too. So it's like, what are we doing? It's just like, at the end of the day, it's something where I guess I'm supposed to be happy that there'll be justice served, but is this really justice? The time kind of passed. We kind of failed him, long story short. Yeah, I, this is this guy is really interesting. He put out a book in 2019 kind of like a tell-all book. It's almost like the O.J. Simpson, if I did it, <laughs> you know, back in the day. Um, and, I, you know, it seems like he's, he was known in the community as the guy. Um, and I guess he's he's still saying he's not the shooter, right? Um, yeah, I think it's his cousin. or I, I yeah. know it was over his cousin, but it was somebody else's in the car yeah. or something, I forget. And, like, yeah. the, the shooter might be dead or, you know, like, whatever. So this is not even, like, the guy who pulled the trigger, it's just like kind of the guy who's affiliated, um, but yeah, no, you're you're right. I mean, it's been you know th- what thirty years or, or like twenty something years, and and we're just getting to this conclusion. And I could see if it's something where this guy went into hiding. He was in Man- Montana or something, in like in the <laughs> woods. <laughs> he changed his identity or whatnot. But you're talking about somebody who just kind of lived among regular people for like you know almost 30 years um and was kind of like like i i feel like almost untouchable you know so it's just kind of crazy to see that and you're right you know this is um you know i god forbid it was like some some you know white artists in the 90s i'm sure it would be it would have been like you know swat teams everywhere um but it's tupac and unfortunately you know it just didn't seem like like it got like the veracity it needed, um, especially you, you have a guy who's just like literally like, "Hey guys, I did this," <laughs> and then just going to go to Walmart, you know? <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> on like a Tuesday. He, <laughs> yeah, he, like you said, he wasn't in Montana. He was, and he wasn't even like 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 a big street dude either, where he's untouchable. He was just there, like you said, like at fucking Walmart, hanging out in fucking Pizzeria Uno and shit. Yeah, getting two first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, no, definitely major fail on the on the police. I guess he also like lived in Vegas. He lived like really close to where the the crime actually happened, which is crazy too. Like I again, like it's just. I have I had a, imagine he's like giving like and this is so dark. Like I shot Tupac tours where it's like here this is where <laughs> on a Tuesday. The, the sad, here are the shoes I wore. The sad thing is, I feel like in Vegas that would pop off. It would, it would absolutely would. It would definitely be a whole bunch of Europeans, a whole bunch of Germans like, oh. 
I almost feel like we could probably give that to her. You know, and the, the funny thing is, I, we can give the tour of the, oh yeah, we shot T- Tupac and we get arrested. <laughs> That's the sad thing about this. <laughs> oh Lord. But yeah, I mean, rest in peace, Tupac. And, uh, you know, hopefully it is, hopefully it's justice. I don't know. Like, you know, shouts to, I mean, I, yeah, I'm hoping in the afterlife we're hearing his mother are the baby. There's some kind of closure. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is a quick, you know, me and Stone have gone at Ticketmaster, at Live Nation, you know, continuously, job creators, big corporations, big important things, you know, you know, we've gone at them for basically monopolies as far as live venues are concerned. We've gone at them for excessive fees. We've gone at them for charging basically 360 deals in the way of if you play one of their venues, they get a huge cut of the fucking merch sales to the yeah. point it's certain artists aren't paying it there. But guess what, guys? You know, Live Nation decided that, hey, you know, for certain artists, they're going to give them a tiny, 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 tiny scholarship <laughs> so they could play their venues. That's right. Ticketmaster is giving back, you know what I'm saying? One of the, one of the good guys in the industry. Yeah, it, it, it's so apparently Ticketmaster, I guess if you play one of their venues or a live nation venue, um you get $1500 as a stipend, I guess, for your travel and expenses, right? So, I guess mm-hmm. it's like, you know, going out to dinner and like eating out, like things like that. Um, I don't know if it's, I'm assuming, I, I wonder if it's just for like per act. I'm assuming it's not per person. So not per act. Yeah. So yeah, guaranteed. So if you're a rapper with like, and you're rapping over like, I don't know, your iPhone, you're, <laughs> you're good money. If you're like a 10 piece band. <laughs> yeah. You're all, you're all eating the dollar menu. <laughs> exactly. And staying at. Hotel the bed bug. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, like part of me is, you know, I, I used to book live acts and, you know, if you're not booked by, you know, or backed by a huge label, um, it is rough, right? It is like ramen noodles. I remember I booked an act where, you know, I kind of paid them. And they're like, hey, this is literally for our gas and like to get to the next city. We don't have any money to actually eat tonight. And we like end up buying them dinner. Right. And that's real. Like those are those are real things. So there's definitely like a real need for this stuff. Um, the thing that, you know, obviously gives me pause is like is Live Nation. Also, too, you have to play one of their venues. Um, the other thing about Live Nation venues, um, I don't know how how it is but like sometimes it's like if you play a live nation venue you can you can't play another venue for another like you know 60 miles or something something like that right so you kind of have that stuff so it's a great idea i think it's much needed i just don't trust live nation is the you know as the benefactor here you know no agreed i I think it's just this reputational laundering i think that you know the FCC had basically soft announced that they're going to start taking a hard look at, at Live Nation Ticketmaster. You know, the Taylor Swift tickets, bringing it back to what we were talking about before, that was a whole fiasco. So I think this is an easy slam dunk. And the problem with a lot of these things is that, you know, they'll announce it like, hey, we're going to do X, Y, Z. And will they actually implement it in a way that's actually useful? 
I the jury remains out. Like, you know, I want to stay positive because this is a good thing. Going back to like like what Stone said, it's like motherfuckers are struggling. And and that thousand, even if it's been among X amount of people, you know, an extra hundred dollars in the pocket for playing a gig can be a huge fucking deal. Yeah. But I don't know. Is it going to be like after taxes, you know, mi- minus the ticket master fees, minus the, you know, <laughs> ticket master parking fees? Who knows? But, you know, again, snarkily, you know, I, I hope it's for a good thing. But realistically, I, you know, I will see. The jury remains out. Yeah. And I'll say this, too. It's, it's also one of those things that's like a really great press release. Let's follow up in a year. Because a lot of times, yeah. what what these these companies will do is like they'll they'll, they'll say, "Hey, we're going to do X amount of money to struggling musicians, or to black people, or to LGBTQ," and then it's just like it, you know, a year later, you know, when nobody's checking, the 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 program is quietly discontinued. You know, agreed, agreed. So agreed, like we agreed. definitely should check back in a year. Um, you know, and like I said, it could be worthwhile, but it can also like be discontinued or something like that. So we got to kind of keep applying the pressure as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then on that note, we're going to go into new music. New music. Um, I'll start with uh, personal cuts. Not really personal. So long story short, you know, I'm a huge fan of Mike. Uh, new York City rapper, very personal stuff. A lot of his raps tend to kind of circle not necessarily around depression, but a passing of his of his mother, about dealing with that grief, and about kind of mourning the end of New York City. Um, you have Wiki, who by now is probably an, OG, an underground OG. Um, he's somebody who's been kicking around for a long minute. And you have Alchemist, who's pretty much the patron saint of every every, every <laughs> rap, every underground rapper has an Alchemist track officially. Like if you don't have an Alchemist trap, apparently you're not rapping. Like yeah. somehow it's he's he is the Live Nation fund. Like if you're just like, <laughs> yo, I got some bars, Alchemist appears in the mirror and shit is like here, his five his five instrumentals, get back at me. <laughs> um so yeah, so long story short, they dropped an album. I believe it's nine songs. Um and I mean, I there's not much for me to say. I mean, I, I think that with Mike and Wiki, they have two different styles. Wiki's very naughty, almost very 2000 Def Jux. Mike is almost, I want us to say mumble rap, but it's very offbeat, very stream of consciousness. Great bars will get me wrong, but it's something where to like a, like a classic hip hop listener, you might not get 100% because there's a lot of things coming at you relatively quick. And Alchemist, I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to be as bold as to say that he's, he's the best producer making beats out there. But simply put, if you're anything relatively related to boom bap, anything, you know, drumless loops, boom bap, samples, like he's by far the god fucking producer. So, I mean, that's record was just solid. I mean, there's no real complaints here. Um, Wiki's kind of in his, in his zone as usual, kind of lamenting about the death in New York. Mike is talking about basically kind of living in the city. Alchemist is giving the backdrop. I mean, overall, I would just highly recommend you listen to the project. It's, 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 it's what you expected. But at that same time, very solid in what you expected. Or, or, and again, like I see Alchemist, I press play. So I would definitely check that out. <laughs> uh, what else? Do you want to take it next, Stone? Yeah. Are, are, are we jumping down to, to mine and then we'll, we'll, we'll uh, yeah, jump back to we'll, Doja? We'll, we'll, meet, we'll meet at the Doja, the block of uh, Doja. All right. Uh, so yeah, uh, there's a, a band called She, She, She. I don't know if you heard of them. Um, no. So uh, the algorithm found this band for me 
and uh, I've been kind of obsessed. They're they're kind of like they're very young. I think they're in their twenties, but they're Ooh. trying to make um, kind of like now Rogers style disco four to the floor type music, and it it works. I think the the you know the production's great. The music's great. Um, it's Ooh. a three part kind of vocal harmony. So it's almost like, like, you know, Mary Jane girls or like, you know, something like that, where it's just like, you know, super throwback. But again, like the, I, I think they're in like in their twenties. Um, and it just reminds me of like, you know, there's been bands like this before coming out of Brooklyn where I'm just like walking down the street in Williamsburg and I hear like this four to floor music and you like turn around. It's like some band that's just like getting the party started and I think this is on a similar vein. Um, so the album, it's called Silver. And yeah, it's just like, it's very, it's very throwback, but not like, and it just doesn't feel like super, um, I don't know, like, like, like inauthentic, right? It's just kind of like, here's all the music that we've been listening to. We like now Rogers, we like Chic, we like, you know, like, you know, all of these sounds. We're going to t- throw those sounds into a blender and still make it our own, which I thought was like, really interesting. Um, you know, there's almost like there's some harmonies there, there's some like Beach Boys pet sounds like on a couple tracks where it's not like your Ooh. disco type type music. Um, and yeah, it's just like it's, it's an album I've been pretty obsessed with. Um, and I, I thought that like the, uh, the, the, the women at the front of the band, um, three girls, she, she, she. Uh, again, I thought they were like much older than they actually are, and I think they're in their twenties, which is kind of a crazy like you know, I don't know some some people some old heads will be like, oh well you know I was actually there back in the day, I was, I was there with ESG in the Bronx, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was carrying the bass drum, you know, I was at Studio Fifty Four, they they wouldn't even know anything, blah blah, you know, <laughs> but I, I don't know, like it's it's like I I think that fact is is makes this band even cooler. You know, because again, like they weren't around this time, around that time. I was not really around either. Um, and they're able to kind of make music at, at the level, I'm not saying it's at the level of the music producer at that time, but like in a way that's such such a great head nod and has so much authenticity to it. Um, and again, it's, it's all original, it's all original songs, things like that. So. Um, yeah, definitely check them out. Like I, 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 I've been really loving this band. I've been just getting tired of like hearing R and B and rap, <laughs> you know. And it's like really refreshing. Also, too, is high as balls outside, so it's like a good summer album as well. You know, with your four to the four ble- beats and like you know, it's like a good summer Brooklyn album. Um, you know, so yeah, oh, well, good summer Brooklyn album in Williamsburg. <laughs> <laughs> nice but yeah it's check been it out interesting because there are like going back to our model actress there's been a lot of or even the dare there's been like a weird throwback to that Williamsburg sound I don't want to be a boomer where I'm just like well back in we were we were doing the music real back then and <laughs> yada 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 but I, I think it's less about the Williamsburg sound but the idea of where that little moment in Williamsburg kind of reminded people that like live bands are supposed to make music that can make you dance yeah and I, yeah and I, 
And I think it's like it's weird because culturally, like outside of the West, that's mandatory. Like yeah. if you're making a, if you're in Iran, if you're in Africa, if you're anywhere else, it's like if you have a live band, you're making danceable joints. It just feels like for some reason that we've kind of lost a lot of that, and I'm, it's kind of cool to kind of see that kind of circle back in general. Yeah. So awesome for them. And then now for our controversial, controversial review. <laughs> Me and Stone, we went there. We went into the dark corners of the internet. We went into racial chats. We saw feet. <laughs> feet that scared us. Feet that put us in awe. This is our review of Doja Cat Scarlet. Is, is, is she still... Are we still talking about that? I feel like I she, mean, it's, I feel it's like so she f- evolved, right? She evolved. That's it. Has she? Has she? I still see her with dirty white 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 boys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure right now she's posting in a Fox News comment somewhere. <laughs> you know, like once she once she made those hits on that last album, I was like, oh, this is well, a bop. This is a bop. Yeah, no, it's. I you know? I'll be honest with you. I listened to like I think we had a discussion. If I could like Fifty Cent, I can't not not like Doja Cat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she she made some bops and we we kind of looked the other way. You know. You know, it's, it's, look, that's the, that's the way of the world. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so identity crisis. So I've, I've been kind of reading about the, not even reading about Doja Cat. So, you know, obviously Doja Cat came out. She had an R&B album, you know, did the move record, had a couple of crossover singles and suddenly, bam, she's a big pop star. You know, I, I think we both could agree that she's pretty talented producer, yeah. songwriter. I did notice something very interesting, though, with the last record. Obviously, she signed to a certain person's record label. <laughs> uh, and generally, for the most part, you can kind of tell that she's been kind of trying to break away, you know, with the whole issue of Kesha and everything else, where, you know, with the whole Max Martin scene around her, I've seen her, not necessarily during the album rollout per se, but I remember there was a point where she was like, I want to make a heavy metal record album. And I remember, I think it was Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone definitely had like an interview where they kind of called her out on her shit. And she's very much like, look, you know, I'm a young artist. I'm signed who I'm signed to. You know, maybe with that record, they did X amount of songs. But this record, they had a minimal involvement. This is me. And you kind of see with a lot of the things she's been doing recently where, you know, she's shaving her head and the eyebrows, you know, making fun of her fans. Not necessarily in the Britney Spears way, because every time we speak to her, she's very cognizant. She's like, look, I am an artist. I make music. I am trolling on this sense where my thing is all about art. Stay out of my personal business, and I'm trying to do something a little different. And uh, so recently, she was like, she's coming out with a quote-unquote rap album. And uh, I will say, when the first single of the quote-unquote rap album came out, it wasn't necessarily the rap album we expected. Um, that said, so, Doja Cat Scarlet. I will say this, though. I actually like it a lot. Yeah. I think... The easiest way I could kind of call it to would be the Tyler, the creator album from last year, Coming When You Get Home. Mm. Um, I think that her calling it a hip-hop album, quote-unquote, I think it's not really true. Um, I don't think that, you know, Doja at this point is is an artist who can rap, and I put that in quotes, but I don't think she's a hip-hop artist. I think of this record, and on paper, there's some flaws, and some big flaws we'll talk about. I think what I like about it on record is that She's focused on a lot of the things she's strong at. I think while she's not necessarily the strongest lyricist per se, she can spit, she can rap fast. 
She does have some ideas as for a song's creation. I think she's a very solid songwriter. So I think where she's somebody, when the, when the hooks come, the hooks are solid. And I think she really signs there. I think when the album kind of stays in an updated 90s hip-hop R&B crossover mode, like let's say Boot Up LMA, I think it's where it shines. I think when it deviates from that is when it gets a little bit weaker. Um, there's a couple of tracks where relatively early on where you can tell she's doing kind of rage rap stuff. Yeah. Um, like Demons. And I think those are trash, and I'll tell you why. Because, you know, if I'm going to, you know, if I look up the modern thespian Playboy Cardi, you know, I took my shit off and the hoes start breathing. Stop breathing. Bitch, stop breathing. You know, these lyrics, while simple or catchy, you know, they're, 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 he knows how to write a hook within a bar. I think Doja Cat, because maybe she's a singer or something, when, when it kind of gets into the turn up shit, it sounds really, really boring. She sounds unenthusiastic. It sounds like an easy cash grab. It sounds like people told her, like, in the world of Yeats, in the world of Kate Playboy Cardi, kind of have to do this. I think she sounds more comfortable when it's a little bit almost like, and I want to say this in a bad way, like easygoing rap, where it's just a nice, cool sample. She's spitting. There's a song hook. It comes back. I think that's where she hits that sweet spot that Tyler did with the last record. I think that at almost an hour, many songs, this album's a little bit too long. I think when it focuses on that, it's a win. And I think when it kind of deviates from that, it's not. Yeah, I, I, I think... Yeah, so I, I, very similar thoughts, right? Like when I first heard it, I was not impressed. And like part of that, I was like, should I check my Doja Cat bias, right? Because, <laughs> you know, she's been a problematic artist. And, you know, we also know her from the SoundCloud era, right? And some of that is just like, oh man, I, I wish she did her SoundCloud cloud tracks again. Um, which I think there's a lot of elements of that in her last album. But, you know, and I, the first few songs I thought were, oh, she's just like trying to do, you know, uh, like Ice Spice flow or Rico Nasty flow or like, you know, it just kind of seems like a carbon copy of the things that she knows Agreed. will kind of, um, you know, kind of sell or just get her playlisted, like things like that. Um, but I think there's some gems like 97. I thought it was like really dope. Like, say about to bring it up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like when she gets some, some of the boom bap stuff, I'm like, oh, like this is this is really dope, you know. And, and again, like, this is old man boom bap <laughs> hip hop guy, but I'm like, oh, there's there's a there there, right? Like, there's something where you know, obviously, it could just be like, you know, you're in the studio and a producer says, like, rap over this, or it could be like, you know. She does like listen to this while she's not trying to ape Ice Spice, <laughs> right? Um, but I, I, but I think it's more of the former, right? I think I think she's you know obviously a really dope producer. She has a really good ear for music. Again, I think her her last album, even though a lot of that was like Dr. Luke, like like it. There's a lot of just like really interesting sounds that she was playing with while still making it pop right so i think that she's a really good kind of um she just has a really good ear so i think like once i got to some of those tracks like 97 i think there's another one too that's like um often i think like there's like more like yeah like load those tracks i'm like okay this is a really cool album um you're right way too long um but I think that ship has sailed. I think like like all these artists are probably going to make way too long albums, um, but I, I think there's a there there, right? And I think that there's something where 
I admire that the, the track that she took um, you know so I'm probably not going to be as much of a hater and even like revisiting some of the like the like the single I thought was like okay but like revisiting like um, some of the like like the tracks in the beginning of the album where you can kind of say like oh she kind of sounds like Ice Spice or Rico Nasty I still think the production's hot you know I still yes. think like you know like like you know what she's doing rap rap wise I think like if she put this album out like five years before <laughs> like we were like oh shit this is really dope this is who's this new rapper right so I, I I do think that you know going back and listening to the album I'm appreciating it more and more um and you know again like we want artists to take risks right like I mean we think we want artists to take risks a lot of times we don't very true <laughs> Very true. But, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that she's taking a risk, right? And, and you know, she's a pop star. She is kind of, like, on, not on the level of Beyonce or Taylor or Lady Gaga, but, like, you know, she can play in, like, Iowa, right? Because she got that radio play, and now she's kind of like, okay, cool, I'm actually going to make this rap album, I you know, that might be, I don't know, kind of, like, surrendering, surrendering her bag a little bit, right? Um, so I, you know, and you can't knock that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say like, give it a few listens. Um, don't go in with the hate <laughs> and, agreed, agreed. you know, like just go in with an open mind. Yeah, no. And, and my bad. Cause I, I always get confused. Dr. Luke is what I was trying to like allude at where she was trying to distance herself from Dr. Luke, not, not Max Martin. Max Martin Max is a Martin god. Have... Don't dismerge yeah, Max. Sorry. It was, it was Dr. Luke. <laughs> Dr. Luke Creep, Max Martin, good. But, uh, you know, I love you brought up 97 because that's my point. Is the idea of where, and here's the thing. 97 is not a mind-blowing song per se. No. But you've got a solid sample. She's spitting her bars. And you've got a great hook. Like, to me, that's the album's sweet point. Every song that's not obviously tailed after it directly, but any song that's in that zone, she nails. But then you have a song like What Vagina, which is basically just... What part two? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Over trap beats. And and that's the thing is uh going back to your point, I think it sucks because this is definitely risky. And it, the the irony of it all is that the risky stuff she nails, the stuff where she basically and I don't know if it's if it's herself or somebody, the stuff where she's thinking about it too hard. Yeah. And again, that's why go back to my Playboy Cardi joke. It's like the Playboy Cardi shit, which people say are the easiest song things to do in the world, she fails at. And that's because that's on her. So going back to your point, she's somebody SoundCloud rapper, used to spit, used to make beats from the scratch. Like she is a, like I'm not gonna call her a rapper per se, but she is a, a child of hip hop, and that's where she's the most comfortable of a very specific kind. And I think that again, I'm not gonna say she's like I, I wanna throw some names out there and people are gonna be like, oh my fucking god. Like I'm not gonna say she's at the level of Lauren Hill. And I'm not going to say she's that love of Missy, but she's somebody where she knows her hooks. She could sing, not maybe sing, but sing, and she could rap. Maybe not fucking Nazir Jones rap, but she could definitely rap. And I think that is a lot of times she nails those fucking, those aspects perfectly. So like if this album is like 17 songs long, I'll say for maybe 10 of them, you would have a perfect little song. And I think that if she, perfect little album, and I think if she focuses on that, she'll, you know, she'll have her kick and eat it too. She'll have her hits. And she'll be fucking, you know, Doja Cat and BXYZ and be able to kind of say, hey, I'm, I'm a rapper too. And it's kind of like I said, it's unfortunate because I think I think the, the market had its hands there where she's like, you know, she didn't go all the way, long story short. And I think it's unfortunate. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think just to, to sum it up, it, it, 
I I feel like she's a she's a type of artist that you know I'm not saying like a Tyler the Creator but like somebody who could be super creative and make it pop and yes. like I think sometimes I, I don't know like like working with Doctor Luke or working with like the Machine like the record label Machine a lot of times you have to dumb yourself down right and she's been creative before in her SoundCloud like days right and I think like she can make something that's like super creative super poppy gets played on radio like hits all the marks and yeah like like you said like i don't know if like some of these other tracks it's just kind of like no we need that radio play right and you have to kind of like dumb it down or just like you know maybe do a flow that you know people will find familiar like things like that especially if you're like doing rap um so i i think that like even with that i feel like the future is bright for her you know she's still young you know she's made the bag um, I, you know, sometimes I guess she she talks about retiring from mu- for music, but I think there's a lot still there's still a lot of creative energy there, um, and she's doing it at a high level, right? She 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 is a bona fide pop star. So like, even if there's some misses on this album, I'm all like, I'm excited to see where she goes next. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think she's at a level of like Lady Gaga, where to a certain extent, and I'm not saying as big, but her her career is so established where she could put in some questionable album choices, and then it's still like you know, uh, you know, if if she announced a tour right now, it would sell out, no problem. Yeah. So yeah, and I think that you know, I'm hoping that again, like you said, we I don't I haven't heard a lot of buzz around this album. I have heard some quote unquote mixed reviews. I'm hoping it doesn't deter her. I love your point of the fact of where the Doja Cat of old back 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 in the racial feet. <laughs> era <laughs> you know she's somebody who was making you know making songs live really on her grind and i think that person is very talented going back to your point i think that person is so talented where she could do and have the hits in this fucking this this focus on more of a hip-hoppy more classic production but it's still experimental thing and i'm hoping she keeps on pushing on i'm hoping that you know i'm hoping that one of these songs blow up i'm hoping it's the right song like 97 and I'm hoping that we kind of get more along those lanes. I think that, you know, you know, I joke and I crack jokes about, you know, her, her, her quote unquote reputation. But at the end of the day, I always respected her artistry. And I think that she's still, even in this album, in my opinion, is a little bit too long. There's still a dope album's worth of tracks here. And I want to see, I want to hear more from her, you know? Yeah, definitely. You know, and yeah, shout out to my favorite clan member. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> In her defense, I feel like there there are other like come on Kanye, like oh shit, you know yes, that's, and Nicki Minaj like she hasn't molested anybody like, like Just, uh, or, or help, yeah I, I, Ice Cube is on Tur- Tucker Carlson like I I feel like uh, you know yeah Ice Cube yeah true you know, fuck Daniel Damn Caesar it. you know dang yeah like, the bars in the gutter yeah 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 shit ah. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, I guess uh, uh, kumbaya, you know, give everybody a chance, you know, just because they have Nazi tats doesn't mean they're a bad person. (laughs) (laughs) But on the real, real, we love y'all. We love y'all for listening. We love y'all for tuning in. And uh, until next time, peace. Peace.